0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome into to Loretta McNeer Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. And I'm telling you, today is going to be a hot, hot show in terms of, you know, motivation, inspiration, um, increase your knowledge and understanding. Standing, so that your extra faith muscles can begin to develop more, and Michael has been as he likes to say, chopping at the bits, waiting on Tuesday at eleven <laughs> to arrive, so he can share and pour knowledge into us um you know, he always gets these downloads for to the show and during the show, so I can't wait to bring him on. Uh, Michael, I'm having a little technical difficulty here, so I will be hopefully punching that button button to let you in in just a moment. But everybody, you're going to want to call some people now to listen, not just wait for the archive version of this show, but I would really encourage you to help us promote today's show via your email, via your Facebook page, your Twitter, your you know, all the other accounts that are out there, if you could just share that we are on live and we have some really huge um, information to share in terms of helping you to really embrace your best life. And I know that's a cliche, a lot of people use that. But we're talking about holistically and especially with your spiritual um, life self being at the Forefront of everything you do and say, so everybody, welcome Michael Farmer to the show, our spiritual, personal coach and guru. Hi, Michael.
1: Hi, Loretta. How is it going?
0: Oh man, it's going amazing, and I know it's getting ready to you're getting ready to turn that up about a thousand <laughs> with your conversation today. <laughs> so yeah, like,
1: I have never, been, been Well, you know, you didn't have the opportunity. Go ahead, Loretta.
0: I was just saying, I'm I'm like you today. I've been chopping to have this conversation today. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, listen,
1: um, I, so- it's a uh, uh, it's a uh, it's I, I believe it's, it's a very timely message, just based on what I hear, based on what I see, and then just based on what, as you say, you know, God downloads <laughs> downloads to me. So, uh, I'm I, I, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there's no need to even further delay it because we've already talked about it. Uh, not last week, but the the week before that we won on online, online last week, but the topic is managing disappointments, and it's a timely topic first of all call it was something that that I, that that we all have to do whether you want to do it or not, you know whether you are uh, prepared for disappointments or not, they're going to come whether you're pre- prepared for a natural disaster or not, they're going to come so if you're prepared when these things come, then you know you know how to respond in it and you know how to recover in it. That that's the key word I'm looking for. You know how to recover yourself in it. Because disappointment is as is as inevitable as breathing is. You know, it's gonna happen. So uh it's how you manage it, just like how we manage natural disasters when they come. You know, our nation has a an agency called the Federal Emergency Management agency, for, and we call it FEMA. And then, of course, they're, it took us down to the state as well. But they know that you, you have to manage emergencies. You have to manage disappointments. And and how you manage them is going to determine how you go forward from that disappointment. So, so, so that's what we're going to talk about on today. And, of course, uh, I'm going to recap, and we talked about what, Disappointment was, and I, and God gave me just a very workable, practical definition, and then it was so practical. I, I I'm going to give it to you right now, and you can see how you know how it how it uh, pans over with you. And it says disappointment is the result of placing our expectations upon a person or thing of which is highly susceptible to change. And that's mm. and and that's the. And, and that's the good workable definition of disappointment. It's the result of placing our expectations. That's the operative word there's expectations. The greater the expectation, the greater the disappointment. No expectation, no disappointment. And of course you, you can't have faith without expectation. So everyone should have some form of expectation coming on in their lives. So it's placing our expectations upon a person or theme of which is highly success- I'm sorry, susceptible, I'm sorry, susceptible, <laughs> I'm tired of talking for some reason, highly susceptible to change. And we know that men, in anything that you see, in, the, in anything that you can see with the natural eye is highly susceptible to change.
0: Mm, That is a great, great definition, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that some more, and uh, you have to really think about that because how do you go from where you currently are, where we currently are as humans, and that's expecting things and people to work, to do how we want them to work, when we want them to work, and not feeling the devastation, the letdown, the you know, the discouragement when they don't go the way we want to and transition from that place to a place of just totally dependent on God, leaving everything up to him on the result, not on the work, because we still have to do the work, but on yes. the end result of, you know, and letting go of how we expect and want things to turn out. That's a huge transition, one that's difficult, and it's, of itself, and that's why people don't want to do it. So, how do we get them to? What are the fundamentals for making that happen? I guess is my question.
1: The the the, the fundamentals of of making that happen is is actually just, uh, when when those times come, realize that, you know, they are a, a necessary part of life. God allows those things to come into our lives, and and when they come, there's an expectancy from Him how He wants us to them and of course we covered that on on uh, the last um uh, the last show and it was found over in Romans five and we started verse one and I'm I'm going to just go ahead and just read that to you now so you can so you can see it and it's it's not the it's not the religious answer as some people will probably think it is but but it's 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 practical. You can if you hear this you'll you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And starting at verse one, and we're going to climax it down at, at verse number five. It says therefore being justified by faith. That that's um uh that's Romans five chapter one through verse five. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, for in we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory. Of God And not only so But we glory in tribulations Now that's And that's why I say it that. So you you have to know that So that lets you know that that Tribulations or trouble or pressure Are what we call those necessary Evils of life And he said when they come He said we need to glory in them Why? Because our hope is in the glory Of God Like verse 2 says and and as, as we talked about before, I don't want to get to the point where I'm oversimplifying oversimpli- it. I just, at some point, you have to make that switch or you have to make that shift, as, as I've been using the term lately. You have to make that shift in how you're thinking concerning God. Um, Christianity is a lifestyle. It's not a religion. Uh, religion is anything that you practice with conviction. That's what religion is. So Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a lifestyle. So, so, so once you get out of that mentality that that, that, that Christianity is something that I do religiously, and shift over into the mentality of this is Christianity is how I live, regardless of what comes. This is how I live. Then, then, then that's where the that's where the beginning of it all starts. So to speak, and then you have to have that encounter. I, as I say, you have to have that encounter with God. You have to have that one-on-one head-on collision, as I like to use the term. You know, with 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 God and the truth that He sets before you. And until you have that that head-on collision with the truth that He sets before you, then you're basically going to stay where you are, and that's a babe a baby in Christ constantly looking for milk, constantly looking for milk instead of using meat. Meat is really what makes you grow from a child into an adult, not just milk. Milk, milk brings you from an infant to a toddler, okay. and meat brings you from a toddler <laughs> to an adolescent and then to an adult. So you have to desire the milk of his word. So you can grow by it, and then you have to when those times come in your life, the first place as as we talked about first was we need to look inward before we look upward
0: uh.
1: because if you don't look inward before you look upward then then you you never see see the true problem behind a lot of things that you go through and sometimes we are the true problem behind what we go through. We can't just we can't just um trying to find the right word here, we can't just so simply and easily blame everything on the devil when something happens. Right. Because and and, and, and if you do that you 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 are bordering on blaspheming the Holy Spirit, because He could be working some things out in your life and allowing those things to happen. And if the first thing that you do is attributed to the devil, then the Bible said that's blasphemy. That's that's what the Pharisees did when when Jesus healed when Jesus healed this person. They said, "Well, oh, oh, He's only doing that by the power of Belzebub." And of course, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, Belzebub. We of course know it's a it's a demonic figure or or an idol god. Mm -hmm. So they attributed the works of God to the devil. So we don't want to make that mistake. And and I know it is so convenient. Every time I hear someone say it without Uh knowing, I I just cringe. I just cringe because I thought, wow, that's, you know, (laughs) because I was cautioned years ago that unless he tells me the devil's done something, that I don't attribute anything to him.
0: I know, and, and i like to stop and just um, take an exit now, Michael. You know, we talk about okay. it on our highway to yeah. um, building uh, our spiritual muscles, and so this is an exit I want to take. We, okay. I'd like for us to really say that, for you to say that again, because I hear people attribute, you know, things like having a flat tire, things like um, getting a, ruining your pantyhose, these little things that just happen. You get a flat tire because you ran over something, and yeah. your sock is ruined because, you know, it's,
1: he it's a thing it that was
0: made, so it you yeah, yeah it was something that called wasn't like the enemy, you know, spending his time to <laughs> to do these things. You know, he has bigger tricks tricks than that if he wants to stop you. And we're giving him power when we say that we're we're saying he's busy, but you're giving him do. that kind of power. You're you're calling on him. You're you're acknowledging yeah. him. So of course, you're you right. know, you say he's That's busy. True. Because everybody true, does that. When that's true. You, does, you are so, actually, a lot of people do
1: that. You are actually invoking his presence, just like you invoke the presence of God. When yeah, you when you call
0: Jesus' name, exactly. So. <laughs>
1: and and you basically uh, when you do that, you are okay. I'm I'm, in, I'm, I'm inviting you in. I'm, I'm calling on your name. When it doesn't need to be called upon, that's that's what happens, and I, and I know we're gonna get a lot of flack from this but you know it's at some point, you know, the madness has to stop. Because he doesn't yeah. have that power over your life that you that you think he has. We attribute more things to the devil than we attribute to God.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and that's the point I'm trying to make and get people to understand that when you have twenty thousand million people saying, you know, that was the devil or the devil don't want me to do anything then think about how many people are are not called the name of the father, but you're calling on the name of the enemy. Because for every, um, you you know you've heard that for every positive uh, reaction, yeah, there is a negative reaction of the same exact um, power. So that's right. and that's why you have to always try to choose a positive because there's always a way to choose negative that can overrule that positive. And so when you're calling and you're giving the devil all this credit. <laughs> then you are releasing him. You are you are acknowledging him and giving him way too much power because things happen. And sometimes this fair tire, this is how I look at it. When I get a flat tire, I said, Lord, thank you for protecting me, because obviously there was something up the road that I didn't need to see, and that's the way I choose to look at it, to stay in the positive. Even though I oh, yeah. view exactly. it as a negative, I've learned to turn those, even when I'm stuck in traffic, Lord, thank you so much for, you know, having me at this place, because who knows what's on down the road, and, and again, it causes me to reflect and to acknowledge my father, instead of saying, Oh, that's just the devil, you know, holding me up, making me late. <laughs> so we've got to learn that no, there a, is power, there
1: so, so, like you said, you know, we' i'm glad we took that took that exit you know to kind of deal with that point because it's you know the as we' just reading during in romans five and and two it says you know we you know we should you know rejoice in the hope or the expectation of the glory of God, and it said not only that but we glory in tribulation also so if 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 we'll Growing in tribulation when that trouble or that or that pressure comes or that persecution comes, then you can't he said we should glory in for in God. Uh-huh. Not in, in, in the devil when it comes. Why? Because we know that tribulation works patience. And we know that anything that the devil is operating in your life is he's not trying to develop anything in you. He's trying to destroy you. So so Verse 3 says, we glory in tribulations or trouble also, knowing that tribulation or trouble or pressure works patience. And patience works experience, and experience works hope. And hope, make it not a shame, there's another version which says, and hope does not disappoint. Why? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. so our mm. hope and, and that's what we're going to talk about really now because we didn't really get into the hope part of it last week is it, it, hope is it's a favorable expectation or a favorable outcome not, not with your fingers crossed but <laughs> through assurance but through assurance you know that the outcome is going to work out in your favor why because because God is the one, I realize that God is the one that's allowing this tribulation, you know, to to come into my life. And because this tribulation is here, it's going to develop patience in me. It's going to energize patience in me. That's another good word for work it there, and 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 that patience is going to is going to energize experience in me. Now another word for experience. In this context, means a test, a test, or it's it's something there to try the tr- the the trustworthiness of something. So so uh, so until you have gone un- unless you go some through something, then the trustworthiness of God can never be tested. You see, what you see what right. I'm talking about right? Yeah, that
0: makes a lot so, of sense so, because it's like saying. The- I'm stronger physically than I used to be. But how do you know you're stronger physically unless you actually lift more weight than you previously had, had lifted? That's right. So that's the same that's thing right. with our, your spiritual muscles and your trust and your patience. To develop patience, you have to have experiences that cause that patience to increase to develop your yes. faith muscles. You have to have experiences that causes that faith muscles to increase. So to, and to build up your trust muscles. Guess what? You have to have experiences. And well, you know, it looks like this is not looking like I wanted it to. This is a difficulty in my life. I wish it would go away. But how are you going to know? How are you going to prove that you really do trust in God if you haven't had that have that trust tested? That's yeah.
1: right, and that is true, and and, and 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 that's a point that I like to bring out when I'm teaching, you know, on the on the uh, on the topic of faith. And I, I always like to throw the uh, the uh, the question out there: Why do you have faith in God? And and of course they go all fifty thousand different ways and get get super <laughs> religions on you. No, you have faith in God because His faithfulness has been trusted, has been tested
0: and proven. Yeah,
1: and proven. He has proven Himself to be faithful. That's why you have faith. In God, and so, 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 don't forget that progression, tribulation, <laughs> patience, and 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 word patience means cheerful endurance. <laughs> so you are <laughs> cheerful while you while you are enduring. You're cheerful about it. You're not. You're not calling calling up and flying morning, and you will y'all please play my strength in the Lord. I d I I don't think I can make it and, and, and you know and, and you know you have to realize that what I there's no way I can fail in this because God has already promised me something and I haven't experienced the result of that promise. So I I can't be taken out in this. And that's where you gotta get to in your faith walk.
0: Hmm Wow,
1: that's so that's good. so so, so you we have to learn to rely on the trustworthiness of God, and he's so trustworthy that he doesn't change like in like in ephesians four let's let's take the time to go to ephesians four and i I just wanted to start a couple of scriptures here no, I'm sorry Romans four Romans four mm-hmm. Romans four okay uh, four and eighteen. Talking about our good buddy Abraham, <laughs> uh, four and seventeen is talking about when God has came to Abraham and he spoke a word to Abraham. And when he spoke this word to Abraham, Abraham' body was dead and Sarah's womb was dead. So, so, so when he spoke these words to Abraham, you know he he couldn't hope in his body; he had to hope in God's word. So he said, as it is written, I have made, he said, I have made thee a father of many nations. He didn't tell him, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. He says, I have made you a father of many nations. And he says, before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead or makes alive the dead, and called those things which be not as though they were who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not, he phrase, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded. That's what hope is. I'm fully persuaded of this. There's a The, the expectation is going to work out in my favor. Why? Because God said it. God said that I have made you a father of many nations. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. That's where we have to get to, Loretta. Every, every Christian, not all, not some, but every every Christian needs to be at, at this point in their in their faith walk. That yeah. because God has because God has spoken this to me, there, there is no way that it cannot come to pass.
0: Ooh, that's a good place to pause for a moment. I had um, wanted to pause because you have said, oh, my goodness, you." we could actually say, you know, the end of the show, you said so many amazing things that I want to touch on after this little break because I want to make a couple of announcements. But I love how you broke down what patience is. It, it looks like a cheerful, you're cheerful when you're going through things. It's not the whining and complaining. Yeah. And then you just yeah. said something about faith that I really, really like. How You just broke it down, um, the expectation and all of that. And, wow, I just want to slow it down for a moment because this is some good stuff. <laughs> this is some good stuff that I need to just really marinate on and kind of have you go back over it because you are really helping me. You are helping me, so I can only imagine the, the listeners being helped. And I want to give out the phone number, too, um, before I make an announcement about a new um Segment that I'm doing through the TV show. So, the phone number to call to make a comment, to ask a question, or to say, you know, hey, I'm really enjoying the show is 347-539-5772. The show is live right now, and as is every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, Michael is here, and he is sharing so much knowledge to help us strengthen increase and build our spiritual muscles. I want to take this time to make a brief announcement about um, some things that are happening in the TV world on the other side of my radio show, the Loretta McNary show. We have launched, officially launched, the What's Great About Memphis segments within the show. So that means we'll go around and interview and spotlight and highlight what's really great about Memphis in addition to our barbecue, our FedEx Forum, Graceland, our um, amazingly talented musicians and performing arts people. We also have some amazing people and some awesome places and businesses that make this city great. And Michael was featured, Gloria Pearl was featured on our first segment, as was Dr. Lyons, who's a phenomenal woman and owns her own dentist practice. And we have many more that we're going to cover um, throughout you know our duration. We actually kind of soft launched it two years ago, and you have heard me saying on the show about what's great about Memphis on my Comcast show as well, um, on cable tonight. So we are official, and we have registered it with the Writers Guild Association. Um, so we're 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 um, official, <laughs> and we're going to do what's great about different cities all across the United States. What's great about Nashville? What's great about Atlanta, we've already copyrighted everything, so I'm excited about what God is doing, opening up that new chapter, and also closing a chapter. We closed our studio inside Hickory's Mall on yesterday. We'll finalize everything today. Um, no no loss, nothing punished, no punishment. It was actually a promotion, uh, which allows us to do different things with that um Stream of revenue because we're you know getting ready for national syndication. So that's all I had, Mike. Do you have any announcements before we go back to this amazing conversation on um, managing difficulties in our life?
1: Focus in on the issue at hand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No announcements you needed to make outside of our conversation. Anything you know? Uh
1: no, no, not not right now. I don't. Do, I, cause okay. I'm, you got you, you got. And you know me, my my mind runs on a monorail. So once it, <laughs> once, it, so once it's on his rail, it's got to get to the end, and then once it gets to the end, then you know, I can get on another rail and we'll come back on it. <laughs>
0: so. Okay. Well, I just want to encourage your to you know to um, if you are in need of t-shirts or collateral materials, uniforms, um, signage, banners, or anything, please give Michael farmer called at Gloria Apparel and let him um, give you a very competitive price with awesome, awesome quality and great, great customer service. So that was the kind of announcement I wanted to um, make, Michael. Um, His business is year-round. It's not just when schools are starting or when there's vacation Bible school. You can always order these business cards and T-shirts and uniforms and Um, And I love how you said you can get any uniform except for the astronaut (laughs) uniforms. So make sure you check out Gloria Apparel when you um, are in need of collateral and promotional items. Okay. Now back to our regular program, (laughs) our scheduled program. (laughs) So we were talking prior to my announcement, we were, um, for those who just tuned in, our topic, of course, is managing difficulties. And I kind of added Uh, When I was posting on
1: Facebook,
0: uh, yeah, disappointments and difficulties with joy and peace. Because you're going to go through things like Michael used, like natural disasters happen, difficulties and disappointments will happen in our lives. And the key to it is understanding that and depending on God to get you through and not like your neighbor or your best friend or even your spouse. They can support you, but to really get you through it on the other side of good, um, on the upside that disaster, with a good thing or difficulty, and you're gonna need to know the word. that the word will definitely get you through. All right, Michael. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, so, so before we go forward, hours, I want you to make a note if you're listening. Is that the 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 remedy to 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 managing disappointment is hope. So, so if we don't even get back to it, I just want you to just meditate on that. And like that that's what we're doing now. We're, we're defining what hope is. So the remedy to managing disappointment is hope, and that and that scripture is found in Romans five and five. It says, uh, hope does not disappoint. Why? Because the love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which has been given unto has been given unto us. Simply put, that we we don't we can manage disappointment. Effectively by listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, and He said that God has given us the Holy Spirit to help us not even go through disappointments. Because remember, you you can't be disappointed if there's no expectation. Oh. And, the, no, and, and these are and these are some just some simple things. I, I just want you to just remember, you can't be disappointed if there's no expectation.
0: Cool. So, okay, let help me understand that then. So you're not. I know you're not saying don't expect like your dreams to come true. Don't expect good things to happen to you. Because some people will take that and twist it. And I hear people say, "Well, that's why I don't make plans because they never happen anyway." I'm well, like, "Well, well that well, is not what we're saying."
1: Well, well, <laughs> well, well no, it's not, I, and and I always, and you know, I always talk about context. You know, always, always. Judge what we're saying by the context of the of the topic we're talking about and also you know the context of of what we're talking about at that time, so you know if 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 you if you you can have any disappointment if you don't have any expectations, what I'm simply saying is that your expectations should be based on what god is has given you is given you on a daily basis. You know, say you've uh, you you've met Mr. Wonderful, and you guys, so you think you a match made in heaven, and everything's going wonderful, and everything is good, but but you just you got this nudge in your spirit that wow, is something's not something's not right. Lord, why do you keep nudging me about this? And because you are so enamored you know, with this relationship, you totally ignore that nudge. And then on the day of the wedding, he decides to back out and he's not ready.
0: <laughs>
1: well, your expectation was very, very, I mean, probably at a lifetime high. And, and of course, your disappointment is going to be at, at uh a, at a, at a at a at a lifetime high as well, because the greater the expectation, the greater the disappointment. But guess what? You were ignoring that nudge, as I'm saying. Well, like to say, and, and 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 everybody know what I'm talking about because we we've all been there. You you're ignoring that that nudge or that quickening that some people would like to say that God is keep dropping on you, and you would be like, no, that no, that that's got to be the devil tempting me with this. With this thought, because this, you know, he he all that and a bag of chips and a, and a two-liter drink. There's no way, you know, that could be God telling me this. And so you just totally ignore that nudge that, that the Holy Spirit keeps kind of, you know, say you're doing something and you somehow not trying to get the attention, they elbow you while you're sitting there or they, mm-hmm. they kick the feet while it's under the table. The Holy Spirit does yeah. that all the time trying to get your attention, but you are so wrapped up in the emotion of the time that you totally ignore that kick in the shin that the Holy Spirit <laughs> is giving you at, at the table. So you just ignore that. And when the disappointment happens, the first thing we want to do, we either going to blame the devil, we're going to blame the other party that's involved. But I'm telling you, when disappointments happen, I want you to first of all begin to look within. And and in the times in which we live, the time of taking responsibility, not taking responsibility for any of our actions, that's the that's the last place we look, is is within. And if you look within, then you'll begin to see God will begin to start re rewinding that, that real and Once he begins to do that, now you can cry out to him in confidence and faith and say, Lord, look, I I blew it on this point. You you were trying to show me this, and I just totally ignored it. Now your prayers can be effective, but if you just go straight to this rant, you know, shaking your fist in the face of God or or telling God that the devil did this and I don't know why, I've, I've done this and I'm a good person and why did something like this happen to me? Then that prayers not getting to God because you're not praying according to His will. The thing God desires in our prayers, first of all, is brokenness.
0: Mm, yeah, he said, absolutely. He said,
1: he said, a, he said a broken spirit and a contrite heart. He won't despise. He said, mm. he said those things are precious to Him when you come to Him in your brokenness and in your contrition, knowing that Wow, Lord, I've 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 blown it. You know, I I, I know there are other parties involved, but right now I I can't do anything about them. All I can deal deal with is it, just the person that's in the mirror right now, the one that's standing in your face, you know, you know, asking for help right now, you know, to get through this time in my life. That's where we have to get to, Loretta, and that's where and that's where I I'm, I'm going to keep coming back to this because as I said before, before we even started this thing back in September. Mm-hmm. This program is for Christians. We when I'm over here, I'm I'm doing kingdom business. So I I want to do things according to the rules of the kingdom in which we live. And I'm and and, and and I'm gonna give you something else to meditate on. The Bible tells us that the kingdom of God is not, you know, with observation, but the kingdom of God is on the inside of you. Yeah. So, 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 think about this. I am in a kingdom that's on the inside of me. Ooh. So I, I, I am in something that's in me. That's why I'm telling you, you need to look within first.
0: Yeah, but I want to um just slow down for a moment because <laughs> I've said this before. Because. Well, when people look inside, they're usually looking just to place blame. And what we're saying and this just got in my spirit was don't look inside to place blame. Look inside to take responsibility to understand um this idea, you know, so you gotta be accountable. I, yes, I, I. this is the part I played in having this thing happen, whether it's, yes. you know, whatever it is. You. And that's what yes. we're saying when we say look inside, not to place blame, but to take responsibility. And then when exactly. you said about brokenness, oh my goodness, Michael, you were, um, you're on my exit now. This is a Loretta near <laughs> exit called brokenness. <laughs> because I am a strong-willed person. I'm a very, very strong person. And so when God wants to get my attention and I can take a lot, but then when I reach that point of brokenness, because I'm really crying out to God in a very authentic, transparent, as honest as my soul, um, the the most honest part of my soul cries out there, and it cries out without my carnal um, um, uh, permission. It just cries out and says, Lord, I can't do this. This is tough. You know, I, I'm just very, very weak at this point. He wants you to be, because he already knows until you can realize that this is too big for me, I can't put this shoe on because it doesn't fit. He wants well. I'm so glad you said that he honors that. He honors it. And that's where he really gets my attention because, like I said, I'm strong. I'm very strong, Will. I'm very independent. But God doesn't want us independent of him. He wants us dependent on him. That's right. Oh, wow, that's beautiful because we figure, I'm independent. I don't want to depend. I don't want to ask for anything. But you don't, your personal intimate relationship should, with God should be one of dependence, and it's hard for independent people to understand that because that's he right. says. right, so you got to throw that
1: song out the window.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know,
1: I depend on me. No, you got to no, you depend on God. I don't how much you got. You got to depend on you. <laughs> Because, yeah, he because,
0: requires dependency.
1: That's right. We because why? Because we are his dependents. Yeah. And 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 he has no problem with us being his dependents. When we say we're independent, no. It, you, I mean, you're not really no, and no one is really ever just independent because you know you you're in a world where you have to rely on other people, even if you're successful uh-huh. financially you still have to rely on other people to get you to that point. Other people have to buy your product. So so no one is ever truly in, independent. We're all dependent on the customers coming in to bring us that the customers stop coming, which you can't control. So 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 we're all dependent on something or somebody. And he wants us to shift shift that mindset and, and, and it's hard like I said I'm I'm forty nine years old. And I'm just at the point now for just just going through this, through this cycle several times. And the, last, and the last time that I went through it was, you know, it was even bigger because the expectation was so great. You know, in, in the predicament I was in, I mean, you know, when you're talking about planning your budget for your business for the whole year, and and a part of that budget is not met, you know, almost to the tune of six figures. You know, you got to you got to shift. You truly got to shift and say, "Okay, Lord, I get it." You know, I don't, I, I don't care how lucrative these people are talking. I'm looking to you as my source, and Absolutely. it has to be a win-win at the end of the equation every single time. And 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 I finally got to that point where it's okay, Lord, I, I get it. You know, I get it. Because I saw the signs, you know, is and and, to, and like saying I'm when I look within and really saw it, Oh yeah, I, you know, the signs were there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were there. The nudgings, the kicking of the shin, yes, red exactly. flags or somebody oh, like yeah. to say, they, they are oh, there. Yeah. And that's why okay. we can't oh, yeah. be so busy. You know, we we're busy physically, we're busy mentally, we're busy spiritually. We just get too Busy, and that's not anything to be proud of. It is not anything proud of to be proud of. We have to learn how to have those still moments and to be busy about our relationship and about our kingdom business, as you stated earlier. But this, I always got fifty million things going on and to do. Then, baby, it's really a time management issue. If you are, if every waking moment you're doing
1: something, is well, a time management and, and
0: issue.
1: And 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 the in the instance that I'm talking about, dealing with me personally, I mean it, it it wasn't even a time management issue. It was an issue of like like you said, just just ignoring, you know, that that nudge in the side, and then mm-hmm. okay, don't you know don't 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 base your budget on this, you know, start start pursuing some other avenues, and um that elbow constantly hit me in the ribs. I'm constantly ignoring it. And so and 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 you know when you know when the when the rubber hit the road, it was bam, it was you know the you know the the impact was great. But thank God, I I repented. I I looked to me. I looked within first, and I repented before God and said, I would I, said I would never put no other man, institutional thing before you. You know, you were my source.
0: Everything else is just a resource. Everything else is just a resource. Uh, FedEx is a resource. International paper is a resource. IRS is a resource. Our own personal businesses, those are just resources. There is only one source, and we have got to get it. We've got to get, we get caught up in those things. We get more caught up in our resources than our source. And that's crazy. That is so crazy. It's like having yes. an outlet in your home, which is the source of electricity that feeds into your microwave, your computer, your stove, your appliances. So if you don't acknowledge that you need that plug so these other things will work, that these other things are just things at the end of the day, if there's no electricity, no outlet for it, then you have to look at your spiritual relationship just like that too. You're not going to work unless you're plugged into the source. And plugged in means you're spending time with it. You're acknowledging him. You are um, inviting his um, will into your life. You're questioning, well, what should I do today? What, What can I do today? And there should be a transition from asking prior to, you make a decision, and then waiting until you made the decision, and saying, "What should I do?" Oh, yeah. Because that makes your yeah. life easier. That again refers back to what you were talking about: disappointments. You have that expectation, so now you got the disappointment. So that's why I love this conversation because. Everybody, this, everybody can relate to it. Even, and I know you said our um, our target audience uh, audience, of course, is our Christians. But we understand that there will be non Christians, non believers, listening to us just to prove something wrong. That's usually why people like to have conversations with believers if they're not a believer, just to prove something wrong. And we're supposed to be able to prove it right. And when you said, "Why do I have faith?" And you answered it, and you said, well, some people will give you this super religious answer. And that's true, and they're going and quoting scripture. But the real answer to that, if you are a believer and you really believe, what you say you believe and you act on it is because he's faithful. I've tried him, and every time he has proven himself to be even more faithful. That's why I have faith in him. That's it. and only. That's it and only. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So, 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 when it so when it comes to managing, and, and I know people, you know, it almost seems like an, an oxymoron when you hear it, Managing disappointment, you most people like, you know, I don't want to manage it because it's coming. <laughs> so you, so you, so you better manage it. And 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 they are coming because everybody has expectations. That's why everybody has expectations, and and what you do, and 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 how you manage. Disappointment is that you manage your expectations, and you manage your expectations from the from the standpoint of reality. From the standpoint of reality, don't 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 ever go into uh, a situation expecting expecting way more something out of someone who you know they don't have the capacity to deliver, and and that happens a whole lot. That happens a whole lot, especially especially relationships. You see it all the time. We said all the time is that we put these high expectations in, in people and you really you really really can't put your the expectations. when I say expectation I'm talking about confidence. You can't put your confidence in a person because that person can change and you can't control their will. So if, if they want to change their mind tomorrow, guess what? There's nothing you can do about that. Nothing. But guess what? God doesn't change his mind. God, God doesn't change. So so our hope should be like Abraham was. God has God spoke something into his life that, that seemed beyond, you know, his ability to deliver. And guess what? It was beyond his ability to deliver. That's why that's why he had to trust in God. Here he is not having a child and God said, I have made you a father of many, many nations.
0: Yeah. I have made them. And, and, and that's what Yeah. You made him a mistake. You had not had any children yet. I like how you quantify that, Michael, when you said he didn't say I'm going to. Because what I, I feel like when God says I'm going to in the Bible is usually when he's going to do something um, to counteract what we did as a people, as Israel, you know, as as they were doing against His word. That's when He said, "I'm going to." But when the promises, His promises are already in in the Bible. says, "Yesterday, man, that means I'm stating it as it is it's all now. done. It's yeah, done. <laughs> promises God, God are always made stated like that. Yeah, but when He's talking always about what He's going to yeah,
1: always remember God's mo is that He declares the end from the beginning that's 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 the way he operates he always declares the, the end from the beginning and with the scripture we just read he always calls those things that be not as as though they already were not and and, and we kind of reverse that we 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 kind of call things that are as though they are not that, that's just not what this know he calls those things that be, he calls those things that are, that are not as though they were.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. So 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 so, so that's why you can, as, as a believer, based on the, the promises of God, whether you've gotten the promises from from his written word, I'm talking about a true promise, not just going in and picking out a scripture and trying to stand on it. I'm talking about a true promise that applies to you and it was spoken from his mouth. And or whether he spoke a word to you, you know, through and we talked about in a few weeks ago. We talked about just between logos and rhema, and We don't have time to develop develop that. And you can go to the archives and get it. So for this, so so whether it's a, a logos word or whether it's a rhema word or whether it's a written word, they're all God's promises, and He has to deliver on His promises. But make sure when you're reading the written word that it is truly a promise. Just because it's in the Bible, written in the Bible, does not mean this is a promise to you. So always always look at things in the from the standpoint of context. Who was this who is this uh this written to? Who was he speaking to uh when when this was written? What so was the occasion of this writing?
0: Right, what well, was because the situation? 'Cause his prom- you have to match master- the and I like what you said, but um not but I'll just add to it match master- find a promise that to your situation that you're going through right now, and then yes. you continue to um, re- to um, say that promise, memorize it, and then it will speak in your spirit to that situation, and it will line up. It, it has to line up. So that's why it's so critical to know what the word says and to know what the promises say so that you can apply it, because the word only works if you apply it. You can read it all the uh... If you never
1: apply it, then you just know the word. And then also don't and, and and don't be so lazy that you don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit. That's that's what that's what you know I just really want to you know encourage to all people do not hesitate to acknowledge the Holy Spirit because because hope hope doesn't disappoint. Why? Because the God's love has been shared has been shared abroad in your hearts already. How? By the Holy, by the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, has been given unto you. So, so we let let's give him his rightful place in our lives, and we can avoid a lot of disappointments. And as so we gave the example before, and, and and when he speaks, don't don't ignore it. it and sometimes it's it's, it's beyond what you can comprehend why he he's saying what he's saying. But but you but but you betr- remember you have already trusted him, you've already tried him. You have already experienced him to a degree that you know that what he said that he's able to perform. And you gotta think, Abraham didn't have the Holy Spirit given unto him. <laughs> Abraham just believed Abraham just believed God to a degree that, wow, he said I am, you know, I'm I'm I am I am completely impotent right now. And he says that he's going to make me a father of many nations. And he's saying, not only that, he said, no, I'm not going to do it through a servant in your house. He said, I'm going to do it by something coming through your own loins. Yes, because Abraham,
0: like us in and, and he's such a great example for so many reasons oh, yes, on yes. so many levels. Oh, yes, yes. You know, because oh, we don't yes. try to help God. We, we you know, I'm. So guilty of that, and no, <laughs> I, I'll try to help him out. And the Lord knows, I know what I know that he does not need my help, but that does not stop nah. the matter. i I know he said this, so I'm gonna work on this. I'm gonna manipulate something and see if I can make it happen because he said it's gonna happen. So you know, I'm just gonna try to help it along. And what I'm really trying to do is Get hurry it up. Out. I want it
1: Get
0: in my, my own a... time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we are gonna
1: expedite God. We gonna, you know, we gonna, you know we gonna we going to talk tell God, A-S-A-P.
0: Yeah, we team God now. We're we going to help him. <laughs> and I know he's going to laugh at us. Okay, well, I'm just going to have to take my hand off of it because his hand is not going to be where our hand is. It's just not going to happen, it, not in my life. <laughs> so if I'm working on it, trying to manipulate it, I just see my father just got his hands folded. Okay, Loretta, go, go for it. You know, because he's a gentleman. He gives us free will.
1: So now, I now, now you know we've already given that. them a now, now. Now we've already defined what we gave them a definition for disappointment. Let, let me give you a good workable definition for hope. And a good workable definition for hope is anticipation with pleasure, expectation, mm. or confidence anticipation with pleasure expectation or confidence so so in other words your, your your anticipation is coupled with pleasure is coupled with expectation or is coupled with confidence and and my pleasure should be in pleasing god my expectation should be in or 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 that that expectancy should be in in pleasing god and then, of course, we know our confidence is in God. So there there is no true hope out outside of the realm of basing your expectation or your anticipation on what God has already spoken to you. And, and, I'm, I'm, and I know we've heard that it's clichés over the years, and, and we haven't seen things come to pass, but but and if you if you know beyond a shadow of a doubt God has spoken something to you and you are you are thoroughly convinced that God that God spoke this and it hasn't come to pass yet, my word to you is just be patient. Be patient. And it certainly will come to pass, you know. And I would tell people, you know, you know Abraham is our what they call he's he's our father, you know, you know, in the faith. But 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 we have a variable that Abraham didn't have, and that's the Holy Spirit on the inside of us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we have a kingdom that we're in that's on the inside of us. Abraham didn't have that. Everything Abraham did had to be done from a natural perspective, and because he chose to do it. When righteousness wasn't even available, God said He imputed. I mean, He He just gave Him a righteousness account mm-hmm. to draw mm-hmm. from, <laughs> because He because mm-hmm. this guy dared to believe Him. But righteousness has now been made available to us. We don't have to have righteousness imputed to us. We are His righteousness now. Right. We, we are the demonstration of His righteousness now. It doesn't have to be It doesn't have to be imputed to us like it was imputed to Abraham or you know just just laid to his account. No. We are his we are his offspring. We have been born again. We have been born from above. We are his natural offspring. Right, because so, of the gift of Jesus. Yeah what he did for us. Exactly. Definitely. So so all I'm saying is is that make the transition in your mind. Remember that you're you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can't be transformed. Not just just, just, hitting it, just hitting at something one day and say, oh, this don't work, and you go back to your way of thinking. No.
0: <laughs>
1: Be like that caterpillar we talked about months ago, that he's on the ground, but guess what? He has a long, there's a limb there's a branch up on that tree that he has to crawl up to so he can go through his transformation. And that's the same way. All God is saying is come up. I, I need you to come up here where I am. When you're thinking up to, to you know, where, where my thoughts are concerning you, and then you can truly go through that transformation. And once you go through that transformation, I mean, everything kind of begins to fall into place, you know. The, you, you don't have to just put the corners of the puzzle together. You can start in the middle of the puzzle and work your way <laughs> out. That's, <laughs> that's just how much wisdom God can impart to you.
0: That's right. Oh my it,
1: goodness. That, that if you would just do it his way, you don't have to frame it up first and then fill it in the center. No, you you can start from the center, the center of his wheel, and work your way out. And by the time you get there, so so you know something that 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 would be a tough challenge, Loretta, is to get a puzzle and start working from the center. <laughs> you know they 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 taught us how to how to how to how to put a puzzle together. To, it's to it's to to do the outline of the puzzle first,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: and fill our way in. And God is saying no. He said, "This is what I want you to do." He said, "I I want you to fill in the puzzle, start from the center, and wait and work your way out.
0: Right from the, the inside the only, out. Because, yeah.
1: because the only way you can do that is with His help.
0: hmm
1: And that's what the, and that's what dependency it's all about. He he wants you to be dependent on him. He has no problem with you being dependent on him. That's what he wants. He he freed you from the clutches of the world and sin so you become a slave or a servant to him and not and then progress from a servant to walking in full sonship. And that's what he wants from us, to walk in full sonship, having all the rights and privileges that he's uh that he's afforded us, that he's spoken concerning our lives, and walking in the full realm of that. But if you but but if you can't get past go, then it's it always gonna be a struggle? It's always gonna, it's always gonna be your declaration. i'm I, well you know some I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. That that will always be your that will always be your declaration. that I'm not perfect. <laughs> but my but 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 but, my declaration is going to be that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus
0: uh-huh
1: i am I am transformed, I have been refined, I have been purified, so I can be a vessel of honor and sanctification for his youth. that's my yeah. confession. i would I would never confess going forward that I'm not perfect that I'm not complete. I'm I'm working toward being 100% complete and mature in him because because what you confess is what you become. If you keep uh-huh. confessing you are immature, if you keep confessing I am incomplete, then that's what you're going to be. Yeah, people like yet,
0: to use those little things like, I'm a work in progress or God ain't through with me yet. Well, you know, no, you just, just mess with hurt. You have to understand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In a nutshell, that's it. But we get on these little, um, the best phrases now, and we don't even understand. Even the one that I hear a lot of people saying, and, and they think it's cute, but I'm like, do you really understand? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm like, you know, that doesn't really tell me a lot. They're just saying a phrase. Scripture that you're saying, and at the same time, at the same moment, they're going through so much turmoil. But they figure if they say, "I'm blessed and highly favored," then it's gonna, it has some, it's gonna do some magical stuff. But saying it is one thing, but being about it and doing it is totally the other.
1: So, and 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 always remember, Lord, a confession is for you. It's not for no confession does you know, no confession does No confession is for you and things. You know, you know, God is already con- convinced of who God already knows us. He knows our hearts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He knows what we're going to do before we do it. Confession is for us. So, so never confess things just to please God. Our our confession should be to make us better.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we have to learn conference. this stuff,
0: you know we have to learn it, and that's why we're sharing so much of our personal stories as my life are um so transparent on this platform because we have to learn this stuff, we have to embrace it, we have to acknowledge it, and we move on to the next phase of our spiritual life that's and learning right. because you know we won't learn everything on this side, but we are doing our best to learn as much as we can because
1: you got when to get as much as you can because
0: Oh my goodness There's beauty of spirit there There's transformation There's you know Joy and peace In in a way that really becomes, like you said, the peace I give to you is not like the peace that this world gives. It's really, yeah. you can't even, you don't even understand. You don't even understand why all of a sudden you're going through something like like my situation with the studio. I was devastated when I knew I had to make a big girl decision and, and just um, say, okay, the studio has to go because I need to be more focused in this area. But I was yeah. devastated because I told myself I was devastated. But on the other side of it, once I spent that time and I was broken, I got all the way down to that ugly girl cross. And the Lord just (laughs) lifted my spirit and gave me peace. And then it was, like, crazy because yesterday I was, like, devastated. But the next day, it was really a transformation of a few hours, really. But I didn't want to let go of the hurt. I wanted to hold on to it, which I want us to talk about because it's so easy for us to hold on to hurt because we know hurt. And when things happen, they're like, this is too good to be true. Something is going to be around the corner. You know, we focus so now, of course, something negative or Negative is gonna happen because you just spoke it. So we have well, to be so you know mindful something? and careful with our words.
1: Well, you know something. I'm, a, I'm I'm going to tell them like I heard Diane Carroll say. That. I don't know whether you saw that or not. I like watching Oprah's master class, especially the yeah. older ones. You know, is you know mm-hmm. you you know you twenty something years old. I mean, you had not mastered life yet. But it ain't it ain't much you can just really say. But Diane Carroll was wow was. Fantastic. Not even her Susan Sarandon was great. But uh, Diane Carroll said something about forgiveness and it just struck me and and her uh, her mother took her to her thinking to her to her aunt. Uh, to Leah dropped off when she was three years old. When she woke up she was gone. And uh she said she was fifty years old when a friend of hers told her when are you gonna keep? When are you gonna stop telling that story? <laughs> hmm. and, and and it just and it just the light bulb came on. She said that. I said, "Wow, the number of people who do that." She said she was always looking for a reason to hold on to that hurt by telling that mm-hmm. story.
0: Mm-hmm. And we don't even understand why. <laughs> but you can't have and peace if you're holding on to it.
1: And Absolutely. she did it. She said and in the end she she uh she finally she she, she forgave her, her parents and as a matter of fact she were their caretakers, uh, you know, at the end of their lives and and how she learned just from them. She said either, either you know, even though they were divorced, when they when they were together they just enjoyed one another's company. And she said, Why can't I be like that? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't They didn't hold on to the hurt of that relationship Or whatever caused the divorce and all that No, they just They learned to just enjoy the moment And to move on And we don't have to be in our 70s and our 80s To realize that we can start that today
0: Yeah Yeah but Quit holding on to it Because once you release it and you let go There is that um Unspeakable joy and peace that surpasses Understanding, like I said I went from just being devastated with my ugly girl cry to just, okay, this is what I got to do next then. This is why this happened. Lord, thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing that and and staying with me and talking through my madness to show me that I was looking at it totally wrong, that I should have been rejoicing instead of crying. Um, And that was that peace that surpasses my understanding until I got on the other side of it. Because we do hold on with tight fear, something that the Lord is trying to get us to let go. So he can oh, give yeah. us something that people say better, but you can't get that better. And I was like, well, Lord, why can't you just give me the better now instead of taking this? Why can't it be an easy transition? And then again, if he's going to prove himself faithful, I got to go through some stuff so I can have this experience of what God did for me and how yes, he was right. very, very People. But if it had just been an easy transition, there wouldn't have been that conversation with my father. That wouldn't have been a different dial, um, right. download for him. I wouldn't have gotten that's to right. know him like I got to know him through that phase.
1: So um,
0: I'm loving. I'm just loving these conversations. I needed this conversation today, and I love. So that's how, why he
1: told me to tell you to focus. Because I needed yeah, the word he, that's he gave me the
0: your rhema word today was so on time, and it just lined up with what he had already told me. And that's what I want to tell people. If you know somebody who operates in the prophetic um, gift, then spend some time with them. Don't always look, because I never asked Michael. Michael, I don't think I've ever asked you, as long as I've known you known that you are a prophet. Said, Michael, did, did the Lord give you a word for me? Uh-uh, you never, uh-uh. <laughs> and, and don't do that, because I know people that do that, and, I mean, especially if they know they're in a church, they go run and get in the line. Well, honey, it's, <laughs> it's a spiritual gift, so it's not something you turn on and off and that you can just, you can pray for it. I mean, if you yep. and the prophet are together, but it's not a, don't use it as a business. Don't don't pimp the prophet, you know. <laughs> don't, don't try to do that. And what it's you funny. gave to me was, was, was rainbow because it was timely, and it was confirmation that I had stopped focusing on the bigger picture. I had got in that comfort zone, and I'm only sharing that because I want people to realize that this is something you may be doing too. If you're not doing it now, this will help you to not do it. So, you know, I just want to I just shared it because it was it was embarrassing at first, but then when the Lord spoke to me and talked to me about it, then it was definitely not punishment. It was a promotion. So.
1: And that's right. And and, and always and, and always and, and these can be my last words for today. Always remember that, that God gets more glory out of giving uh you preventing versus him coming in and curing. And that's why that I guess it with a four hour that's what the ancients used to tell us, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure.
0: Mm. So
1: God so 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 if you really wanna give God glory, give him glory in the in the mode of prevention versus always looking to be cured. So oh, yeah. in other
0: words, be proactive, you know. I, I'm loving this conversation. I'm going to go back and listen to the archives, and I just want to tell everybody, you all are really listening to these shows, and I hope, and you're listening and you're sharing with others that you are applying some of these things, that you are going through the Bible, and you're making sure that Michael quoted the scripture, right? Because I'm 100% sure that he did. But if I didn't know Michael like I know him, I would definitely check his facts. I would I check definitely him. It out. And I promise you, uh, I guarantee that what he said is exactly what's in the word. He didn't sugarcoat it, nor did he water it down or take from it. That's why I love his method of teaching. Sometimes he steps on my toes, and then sometimes he just confirms. So, and that's the way it has to be. Don't say, well, he stepped on my toes or hurt my feelings. I'm not going to listen anymore because, trust me, you are hurting yourself and not us. <laughs> but anyway, I just thank everybody for listening. I pray that you will um take this information and use it and share it as you've been. And thanks for listening to Loretta McNary Live Presents Tuesdays with Michael. As always, think big, dream no, think positive, dream big dreams. Help someone along the way. And we'll see you very soon. Bye bye, everybody. Be blessed.